and welcome to the Cloth Nappy Natter podcast. I'm Sophia, the founder of Tickle Tots. And I'm Stacey from Tickle Tots. Each episode, we'll be discussing the latest news in cloth and the eco world and answering some of the most common questions that we get here at Tickle Tots. We've got some wonderful guests lined up too. Plus, we'll be sharing some of our favourite Instagram accounts and just generally having a chit chat. So grab a cuppa, it's time for a Cloth Nappy Natter. Welcome to the Cloth Nappy Natter podcast. We are on episode three and we are super excited to get into this one. How are, mm-hmm. you, how are you, Stacey? I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Although I'm a little bit blindsided by the giant mammoth, I don't know what it is, that sat on the desk between us that looks like it could be a, I don't know, yeah. a bomb ready to go off. It's, it's a big boy. It's my... my... <laughs> it's I'm, big. Just, I'm just going to model it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Tings. Um, it's my brand new clean canteen insulated uh, one litre bottle with sport cap. How much water do you drink? Do you not have the toilet all the time? Yeah, I do. I drink a lot of water, which is why I've bought, I, I purposely bought this to bring to the office with me because I only had a small water bottle and I wasn't drinking enough water oh. and, you know. And we are big clean clan, cl- clean clan, clean canteen fans here at Tickle Tarts. Well, we have the coffee cups yes. that keep my coffee warm yes. for hours, which mm-hmm. is amazing because I always forget to drink it. After you introduced me to clean canteen, I was, when I was looking for a new water bottle, I was like, right, clean canteen it is. So I'm very... I converted you. I, you did convert me and I'm very excited. I think this keeps it cold for 90 hours. They are crazy. I mean, I've got smaller ones for the kids which they have by their beds we've got coffee cups I bought coffee ones for my parents because my Mm. parents travel a lot Um, both their jobs require them to travel so they love them and I just slowly keep converting more and more people (laughs) well I mean it's working I mean I've literally I've only used this this morning and I do love it already already in love it was worth your giant beast that takes up half the desk but (laughs) it is big it is bright. <laughs> it's shiny. It's very. What I'll color, never what lose color it. is it? Oh, is it? It's like a turquoisey sea foam. Oh, sea foam. Mm, sea foam. That sounds fancy. It is. It was that or black, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to go for something colourful." Well, we'll have to share a photo. Okay. We See, will. I bought my husband the matte black. This kind of like rough texture. Yeah. yeah. That's that the one good. I was looking at, but I thought, no, I'm going to go for, for green and bright and, you know. colourful. Colourful, exactly. And it's not just a water bottle, is it? It's another step in helping save our planet. Absolutely. And what I found really interesting was, in the parcel, there was a little postcard that came with a little note that says, nine ways to travel with less plastic. And obviously, at the minute, we're not really travelling so much, but actually... The tips on here are quite useful just for everyday life, so I thought maybe we'll Talk go through. Them. Yeah, definitely. So, number one, obviously, reusable drinks bottles. And that's an easy swap, isn't it? We've talked Super about easy. it before. We yeah. always say it's such a simple swap. Instead of buying water bottles in the supermarkets that mm-hmm. we just throw away, just get a reusable one. And again, we have them for the kids. We've got them for all of us, and mm-hmm. it's a really easy swap. Yeah, um... I'm really, really chuffed with this clean canteen. Is it heavy? No. Do you want to feel it? It looks heavy. It's not as heavy as I thought it would be, actually, to be fair. And it is full of water. I will share a photo of this because it is huge. I love it. Anyway, number two, bamboo travel cutlery. 
Now this was interesting because I have got travel cutlery, but it's plastic for camping and you know things like that. So I didn't even realise you could get bamboo travel cutlery. I thought I knew you could get bamboo cutlery, mm. but to be fair, I just take cutlery from the drawer. Do you not just take that? We have two sets mm. of metal cutlery. We have our nice stuff, which was a wedding gift. So that yeah. stays in a drawer and grown up to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have our everyday cutlery for <laughs> the kids. Yeah. Because they like to shove them down the sofa, mm. use them in the mud kitchen. Yeah. Lose them spoons. I, I don't know how many teaspoons the school has gobbled up. I don't know where they go. It's like socks. But <laughs> we have lost a lot of teaspoons. But if we go camping, we just take those. They last forever. But I, I mean, do like the idea of yeah. bamboo ones instead of plastic. But yeah, I just take the ones from the drawer. No, that makes sense, actually. I think I would probably do the same. Yeah, like why buy extra stuff when you don't need to? No, true. Number three, bring your own snacks. I'm all, I've always got snacks on me. If you're you like look a in, snack queen. <laughs> if you look in my box, it's just full of snacks. There's nothing healthy in there. Although I did bring chocolate cake today. You did, I saw that. And Makes bananas. Sense. I thought we needed to balance out the chocolate. <laughs> I'm not a fan of a banana, so I'll just take the chocolate cake. Number four. No plastic straws. Well, that's easy for us. I mean, we use our tickle tops, metal straws. We even obviously keep them in the car because we do like a cheeky McDonald's, mm-hmm. as we know. We've yeah, realised. Um, <laughs> but the new paper straws, amazing. I'm so pleased they've gone that way. But they just disintegrate before I can finish mm. my, my drink. So yeah. we have our metal straws that we keep in the car and yeah. they are for our McDonald's. Number five, which... This is mostly to do with if you're away on holiday, but choosing ice cream in cones, not cups. See, that's something I wouldn't have thought about. I don't think I've ever had ice cream in a cup. If I'm having an ice cream, I'm having the cone with it. Yes, yeah, I'm the same, but then my little boy, he doesn't like the cone. So usually he'll eat mm. the ice cream off the top of the cone and I have to eat the soggy cone that's left. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for my waistline. <laughs> um, number six, beverages in glass, bottles, cans or on tap. So again, this is just avoiding. Yeah, so bottles. we would always choose if we were out and you had to mm. buy a drink, we would choose a can rather than plastic, plastic bottle. bottle. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, it's, easy, it's more recyclable. Mm. All of those sorts of things. I think if I if I can help it, I always try and take my own drink with me to avoid buying something because if you are going to buy a drink that you want to last throughout the day, buying something in a glass bottle or a can. You've got to drink it there and then. Yeah. So I always try to take me a drink if I can. And now with my new huge clean canteen. <laughs> it's huge. I'll be fine. Oh, for you the can't day. fit that in your handbag. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to get a bigger bag. Uh, number seven um, collapsible food parts for snacks and takeouts. Now, food, snack pots, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I have you to blame for this one. Okay. I'll, no, I'll take the blame. I'm happy to. Stacy came to the office with these lovely glass dishes with plastic, yeah. like reusable lids. Shout plastic out lids. to Ikea. It was a shout out to Ikea. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. much so that I drove to Ikea. <laughs> three hours Ikea away from is here. not close to us. <laughs> to go and get myself these reusable glass dishes. And they are so amazing because mm. they go in the oven and the dishwasher so you can cook in them. And then you get interchangeable lids. You get bamboo wooden lids. So if you want to fill them with beautiful things on your... So I've got some with my flour in, my, mm. or my oats for my breakfast, all those sorts yeah. of things. And then I have ones for my lunch and for the kids. And I just love them. I love them. They're really So nice now I'm just... Every time I am going to be anywhere near Ikea, I have to buy more. 
You're gonna have to take me with you next time because those, those, you know, the tall ones with the bamboo. Yes, lids, I, I want those, those for the kitchen. Yeah, yeah I've got, I've got, yeah. but I bought one for the kit, two for the kitchen, and I wish I bought more because I've got kilner jars, mm. but all my kilner jar lids have kind of slowly fallen off and don't seal anymore, and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, so, some new ones. Yeah, the kids can have those for the mud kitchen and fill them with grass and all the rest of the grubby things they like to put in it. So number eight. Use soap and shampoo bars and plastic-free deodorants. Now, we were chatting about plastic-free deodorants this morning, weren't we? We were. It was something we were literally just talking about because my sister has converted Mm -hmm. to use them and got her first order coming. I don't actually like deodorant. I've got very sensitive skin and just Mm. reacts to me, but I might give them a go because maybe that would be better i mean shampoo bars i mean we use shampoo bars at home but we do have other shampoos as well it's something that i've wanted to swap more of we all i always use hands like bars for hands yeah um so we have those next door the sinks for all the kids i've got a shampoo bar for the kids i haven't managed to persuade my husband yet um (laughs) but hoping to very soon and um, yeah, I think that's a really good swap, but it's an easy one as well. And shampoos bars last so much longer. And finally, number nine, reusable shopping bags. Oh, I mean, we're all doing that, aren't we? We're all doing, doing that. For a while. It's, exactly. We don't really need to harp on about it. So yeah, that was nine ways to travel or live with less plastic. So thanks, Clean Co team. Yeah, it's, it's all, all about the fluff. And now we have Instagram account. Of the week, 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 week. <laughs> How bad is that? <laughs> that was very delicate. No, I liked it. This week, we think you should go and give Lauren a follow, who you can find her at Lauren D. Mummy to three, but soon to be four. She is with child. Do people say that anymore? <laughs> I don't know, do they? I don't know. With bump. A bun in the oven. What other sayings? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just. Anyway. Loaf in the tin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how one's right. Right. Lauren D. Mummy to three. Her feed is full with lots of lovely, colourful, and informative posts. So you're sure to learn a thing or two if you go and give her a follow. We have the wonderful Mafalda with us today. Hello, good morning. Mafalda, otherwise known as Fafa, shares her parenting adventures with Baby S on her blog, Instagram and YouTube channel. She shares tips on mindful and sustainable parenting, cloth nappies of course, breastfeeding, clean beauty, baby wearing and baby led weaning. And she shares all of this in two languages. So Fafa is bilingual, she's Portuguese born and lives happily in Lisbon with her partner Mr B, Baby S and Tug the Pug. So grab a cuppa, it's time for Cloth Nappy Natter with Mafalda. It's all about the fluff, about the fluff, 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 Can you tell us a little bit more about you? About me, right. I'm um, 41 years old, surprisingly enough. A lot of people don't believe you me. You don't look it. I know. I don't think that biologically I am. I think that's just what's... Because um, whenever I do those genetic tests or biological tests, it always turns up I'm a lot younger than I am. Um, so, yeah, but I am 41. Um, I had my son, my first baby. I'm hoping to have more when I was 39. I just met my... I call him husband, but we're not actually married. But I just met him, and three months later, I found out I was pregnant. So that was that. (laughs) 
a nice surprise. Yeah, it was. We both wanted a family, so that was fine, and we get along really well. So that's that's okay. The baby didn't actually change much in in the sense that a lot of people struggle later on when they have a baby, but because we learned about each other, we got to know each other as I was pregnant. Then I guess that helped, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm a translator. I'm an, an interpreter, actually. So if you've seen the movie with Nicole Kidman, I'm I'm her. Um, <laughs> so I, I speak quite a few languages, and I. So how many languages do you speak? Well, fluently, I speak three, but I I did learn a few others just for the sake of it because I've I've lived in several countries. So where do you live currently? Because we were trying to work it out. Is it Spain or Portugal? Portugal. I live in Lisbon. Oh, I love Portugal. We've been quite a few times yeah. now. It's lovely. Oh, great. You, ha- you have to drop by next time you're here. Oh, I'd um, love to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I live in Lisbon, Portugal. I've lived in the UK. Um, I actually had a British education. Uh, so I learned how to read and write in English when I went to British school when I was three years old here in Lisbon. And then I left when I was 18 and went to Bath. I studied at University of Bath. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my academic background. Work-wise, I'm a translator. And I decided to... Um, start this online project and use cloth because I've had cloth bums in my family already. I, I had an advantage that most people don't have. Um, and it just, it just made, made sense to me. And I thought, why not help other parents? Because it's not such a big thing in Portugal as it is in other countries. Yeah, I found that, that in other European countries, cloth nappies are still seen the norm. But here in the UK, we seem to be lacking quite far behind, really. I think, yeah, um, I don't know why that is. I mean, Portugal understand it's culturally, whenever you tell someone that I'm using cloth, the first thing is, oh, right, so you can't afford nappies. And what? <laughs> okay, fine, fair enough. Or that I'm crazy because I'll be washing nappies or whatever, or because I'm a hippie, because people always associate cloth nappies with a certain lifestyle. I would agree. I mean, that stigma is quite here in the UK as well. It's definitely burning off now and we're finding more people are open to cloth, mm-hmm. but it was certainly like that for many years. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to change that. And I think I have, to a certain extent I have, which is great. Um, and my handle, which is really complicated for an <laughs> English-speaking audience, translates as Fafa's tips. And that came about when I started giving my workshops, my, my brother, uh, said you should write a book and it should be called Fafas Tips because I, I've, I'm also a makeup artist and um, I just I'm interested in a lot of subjects and I am I study them a lot and so I give a lot of tips on different subjects and he said you're going to write a book it's going to be called Fafas Tips and I thought well why not start you know an Instagram account with that and I did that day um, and it grew <laughs> it really grew. So how long has your Instagram account been going? Uh, just over a year. I started at the end of July last year. Oh, so you've done really well. 6,000 <laughs> followers already. So the Tickle Tots Instagram account, uh, how long's that been going now, Stace? I think it's about four years. We keep plugging away at it. <laughs> but it's different. I think it's different when you're a brand or when you're a store. I think it's it's much harder to get engagement. And I, I think I'm, that's it. I mean, yeah. we've never bought engagement followers. We've No, no, no. Oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I find... There's so much cheating going on nowadays, all these follow loops, and they call it something else. And I'm just thinking, well, you're only cheating yourself at the end of the day, because you'll never know if the people are liking your content because they actually like it or just because you're doing the same back. So, yeah, I've also I've also stuck away from that and steered away from that. But 
it is hard it's nice because you know the people that are following you are genuinely interested in what you've got to say your photos Mm -hmm. and it creates a really nice sense of community and they engage a lot more they do yeah. yeah it's hard to get bogged down though sometimes when you think oh i've only got this number of likes or this number of comments and it's a bit it's all it's been really strange after covid so yeah that got me down a bit but i thought well i'll just continue i think covid's hit yeah. everyone in different ways and for us it's only really hitting now um we had great stock levels and obviously now when orders were supposed to have come in have been delayed you know now we get those knock-on effects but we'll get out the other side of it and um or we'll go back to normal. Oh, I'm pretty sure we will. But yeah, I'm also feeling it now, strangely enough. <laughs> because I used to do a lot of freelancing and that obviously that stopped. But because I'm always paid a few months um, afterwards, you know, down the line, I, that was fine. And now it's hit me and it's it's strange. So how often are you using cloth nappies? Are you full-time or part-time? Full-time right from the start that's great and did you try um various different types of reusable nappies different styles and brands or did you just decide on one and go with it um i tried uh lots of different brands and lots of different types uh the first ones the first ones i got it wasn't right from the start when he was a newborn but the first day i started using cloth i went full time i just dove right in he was about two months old i didn't start when he was a newborn because he was born premature um, so he's tiny and I thought I have enough on my plate and at the um, the hospital they wouldn't allow it anyway not such a sterile environment so I thought right we'll we'll deal with it when he's a bit bigger and as soon as he hit the four kilo mark I think I started and I just dove right in a friend of mine lent me some all-in-ones and some pocket nappies so those were the first I tried bought and then I just decided I'm going to try everything under the sun because I don't know what I will like. Um, and that's what I advise other parents to do. And my favorite system now is an all-in-two, which is something I didn't think would be at the time. So yeah, just full-time, every type of nappy you can imagine. I probably, I've tried it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's great. I love it. It's interesting to hear you say that you waited six weeks and it's something that we always recommend, especially to first time parents um, who have got enough to handle when new baby comes along and we're like, just focus on being a mum and getting all that right. And we recommend starting around that six week mark um, because we find new parents, if they start at that point, they are much more likely to carry on. I agree. I completely agree. That's what I always recommend. And I always tell people like, Anything you will do afterwards, you're already doing enough for the environment. But if they're adamant, what I suggest is that they first try a few in the newborn stage. So buy a few new, newborn nappies and that they can also get a feel for the type of system they prefer. But yeah, for the, especially for first time parents, it's so overwhelming. I mean, why would you want to add washing nappies to the equation? So do you have any other pros and cons of using cloth nappies that you can you can share with everyone? I can't think of any cons. That's how people always ask. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, because all the cons that people throw at me, I just, I think, why would that be a con really? I mean, okay, you have to wash them. That's that's fine. We wash other clothes anyway. I always add clothes to, to the nappies, to any wash. Um, they're bulkier. Okay, fine, fair enough. But if I'm traveling, I'll just take flats and prefolds and all in twos so I can reuse them. So say on that um it's much better for the baby for the baby's health um and i had a preemie so i was always very focused on health issues luckily he didn't have any but that was my main concern i don't get nappy rash i've never had nappy rash 
Uh, I've got the cutest bomb around, so well, not mine, his. Um, <laughs> so I really can't think of any cons. I really can't. Maybe the, the initial spend could be a con, could be seen as a con, but there are ways around it, and I didn't feel that, so... So do you have nappy libraries over there? I mean, they're really popular here in the UK. Uh, they allow you to hire a kit, try out lots of different brands and, and get a feel for what works for you and your baby. No, we don't really have. We have about two. And I'm thinking of setting up something um, like hire kits because I give my workshops at a clinic and I was thinking of doing it through them. But I'm really worried about insurance issues and whatnot because that's something that's not done in Portugal. I know people just hire them because they feel like it. And... I'm very concerned about liabilities. Like I know that my nappies won't cause anything, but I need to be insured, and there is an insurance that will cover that here. Um, so, yeah, but I do have enough stock that I could I could become a nappy library if I, if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. How many nappies do you actually have in your stash? I haven't counted them, and I've done it on purpose because. <laughs> I'm too scared. <laughs> and plus, I always think, but what do I count? Flats and prefolds as one nappy, or is it just part of something? So that's why I've always stuck from, but I'd say about 100. That's quite a big stash. That really is. I've been gifted a lot. <laughs> I lend them out to people as well. All my friends have nappies that belong to me in their stash. So, yeah. <laughs> it does become a bit of an addiction, though, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I warn people. Every single workshop, I tell them, you'll become addicted, and they laugh at me. They never believe me. And a few months later, I always get a message saying, you were so right. <laughs> it's crazy to think that you can get addicted to a nappy, but you really do. I mean, I see prints. And I'm like, I'm just going to get one of those. I don't use that nappy, but I'm going to get one. You know that emoji of the monkey hiding his eyes? Yeah, that's me right now. <laughs> I don't even like the brand, but I'm still going to buy it. <laughs> I'm like the print swayed me. How do you choose what nappy you're going to put on from your very large stash? Um, well, now I get my baby to pick him. So I said, let's pick a nappy. And uh, I watch what he picks. Uh, but for me, I mean, I, I try to rotate them in that I will put some on the side. Uh, and I have some that are just purely for decoration purposes, so I don't use those. But normally I have two drawers full with nappies, ready to go on the bun, uh, boosted, liners on, everything. And I just pick from there and I try to use as many as I can. And as I said, I have um, lent out quite a few, given quite a few, because I do love spreading the, the love of cloth. And there's actually a very, a very interesting incident that happened to me recently. So you're the first to know about this. Um, a mother whose uh, five-year-old uh, started wetting her bed. And she said, I don't know what to do. Every single night's an issue. And my sister-in-law said, well, speak to, to Fafa you know, because she's a nappy guru, and she'll, she'll help you out. So try using nappies, and it worked. Um, so I, I picked some really cool prints that the, I knew she would love. I gave her a few options. She went for all in twos. And I said, well, you know, give this a try. She said, I'm going to see if, the, if she accepts them as being um, pants and that she'll feel more comfortable. And it actually worked. So she's just ordered her first nappies for a five-year-old. So yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> well, it's great to hear when it's worked for older children as well. I mean, it's, a, it's an area that a lot of people don't think about. Mm -hmm. So have you found that different styles of nappies have fitted your baby at different times through his development and growth? Absolutely. Um, some brands I had to stop using because they leak and for no apparent reason other than, okay, it just doesn't fit as well because my baby, he's quite tall. I'm really short. My husband's short, but he's tall. So don't ask. 
So I always thought I'd have, you know, a short baby with him, but he's not. And every now and then he'll just have a growth spurt and he'll really, really grow. And then he'll stabilize and become a little bit chubbier. <laughs> and whenever that happens, I have to change the nappies because the ones that fit him when he's really lean won't fit him when he's chubby. So it's, it's really interesting. That, that's why I always suggest have more than one type. Definitely. It's a question we get here all the time. My baby, it's, it's, it's on the biggest setting and it's going to grow out of the nappy. And I say, no, it will be fine. Just wait. When they start moving, they will, they will slim out. <laughs> their body shapes will change and the nappies will fit again. Yeah, they do. It is. It, sometimes you have to go down a rise or two. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see that as well. And and, and I think also the, I would say that about ninety percent of the parents I've spoken to, major this. Oh, I'm on the last setting. I'm like, yeah, but the nappy is huge. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need it. Oh, but it will be really tight. No, it won't. Just go down a few rises. I, I find that a lot. Parents are always scared that the nappy will be too small, too tight. So they always open up all the rises like on a newborn having a bambino meal with all the rise settings open but you're insane it's going to reach his neck (laughs) (laughs) can you share your one top tip that you would give to anyone who's about to start their cloth journey keep it simple that's (laughs) that's my one tip for every single person keep it simple it's not as hard as you think um and and i think the biggest tip I can give people is just give it a shot because when people do then they will see they will find out for themselves that it is actually quite simple and this really applies for men I think husbands are sometimes more more difficult to persuade but once they see how it works they're oh this is it so you know I had this whole idea in my head and it's only this so it's keep it simple and just give it a shot go for it totally agree that's my main tip when did you start your youtube channel uh november last year oh wow it's all so new you feel (laughs) so established i do yeah (laughs) you do i'm always seeing you comment and like and your stories you always seem so happy and positive and friendly and yeah we always think oh she'd be cool to hang out with I'm a happy person generally. Um, I was a chatterbox as a child. <laughs> That's what all my teachers, all the reports came back. Hey, Papa's a chatterbox. You won't sit still. And I think it's, but I do try to be happy because um, at the end of the day, if I'm miserable, I'm not actually getting anywhere because I'm just wallowing in my misery. Whereas if I think, okay, this is, things aren't easy right now. So whenever I, I feel that, I just look at my baby and I focus on, you know, you really wanted a baby and here is your perfect baby. So just smile. And if you smile, your whole brain changes. So just I force myself to smile. I, I force myself to be happy, so to speak, um, because I don't know. I just find that if I do that, everyone else around me becomes happier and then I become happier, too. It's it's contagious. Yeah, it's infectious. It's like a yawn. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't been getting much sleep. No, not lately. So. <laughs> oh no. He still feeds. Oh, he feeds through the night. Like I counted this time. This last night I counted. It was eight times. Every single hour he woke up in bed. And I. How old is he? Twenty-one months. <laughs> Twenty-one months. He's not even two and he's doing this. And I thought, okay, I'm so screwed. I feel your pain. My my first was a terrible yeah. sleeper. She had allergies yeah. and she would 
wake up, feed, scream for three hours, oh. exhaust herself and fall asleep for 10 minutes, oh, no. and then wake up and want feeding again. Oh, goodness. Did you have any more after that? I did. <laughs> I've got a little boy as well. I would have even more, but my husband says I've lost, he's lost enough sleep to last a lifetime. Yeah, that's my, my husband's, I haven't recovered from this one yet. I'm like, yeah, but I'm 41. <laughs> I, I do fall pregnant very easily, I've noticed that. But um, <laughs> he's like, no, just... Oh, I had a similar thing. I took a while with the first, but the second, I finally persuaded my husband that we should have a second um, on the wedding day. And I fell pregnant on honeymoon. Yay! I said it's going to take at least six months to fall pregnant again. At least, at least, at least, yeah. So do you have any funny parenting fail moments that you can share with us? <laughs> Does uh, having my child lock himself in the car count? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that counts. Yeah. It does, uh, in a parking lot, so I went shopping, and he, he's, he's crazy about keys and doors and whatever, doorknobs, so I gave him the car keys, and I was putting things in the boot, and he's in his little seat already, and I, I noticed that the, the keys fell, they dropped them, so I went to look for them, and I couldn't find them. And I called up my husband. I think I think they're in the seat, but I don't know how to dismantle it because we just had a, a crash <laughs> recently. Someone crashed into me, so the seat obviously went back to the to the retail, and we bought a new one. And I didn't know how to take that one out. I think they've fallen somewhere in the, in the seat. So please come and help me. And meanwhile, I closed the door. I shut the door and realized that the car is locked, and my baby is inside, and I hadn't found the keys. So <laughs> we tried to find the. Um, the replacement keys but no one can find them and so he comes and he says just smash the window so I've, i called the security guard um we smashed one of the windows the car doesn't open so we smashed the front one car still doesn't open apparently when you lock it with the key it's it's foolproof it won't open so I think right yeah it's locked so my so i smashed two windows my husband climbs inside the car he's meanwhile arrived climbs inside the car takes the baby out because that was my main concern and he can't find the keys anywhere turns out they'd fallen between the um, the door and the frame so there's no way in hell we'd find them so that was a fail i think you know locking your kid in the car is a fail that's a really expensive fail it was and my husband he just he won't let me hear the end of it because i'd had the crash just a few weeks before and then i i destroyed that car he's like you've just destroyed the one car we had <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was fun it's been a fun few months they definitely bring some laughter and some crazy times with it too. They do, they do. And he, he's crazy and he likes eating sushi for some reason. We'll figure out how it's oh, you... Really? Yeah, I know. It's really weird. I think if I put raw fish in front of my kids, they'd think I'd lost my mind. He asked me for it and we actually gave him ceviche. So it's, uh, it's, it's cooked in lemon and lime. And he's, he just, he del he relishes it and he looks, he starts pointing because he doesn't say what. He starts pointing, we feed him and he goes, mmm, mmm, that yummy. You think you're not even two and you like raw fish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sometimes I wonder what I, where I'm going wrong. <laughs> Feeding him raw fish, but hey. <laughs> It'll be caviar next. Don't. <laughs> what other eco-parenting swaps have you made? Well, the wipes were an obvious one with the, with the nappies. Um, sometimes I tell people to start with the wipes and then move on to the nappies if they're really um, scared of trying nappies. Um, obviously, I try to use as little water as I can when I bathe them, and then I reuse the water to flush um, any liquids, and the solids doesn't work. 
I've tried. Um, so what else in terms of parenting? Well, I breastfeed, breastfed him exclusively for six months. So that's very, very eco-friendly. Um, and I still feed him now. So no bottles, uh, no, uh, no formula, no transport costs, no water. That's very eco-friendly. Uh, and for me, I use um, cloth sanitary pads now. So I've changed to that. I've, I've started incorporating more natural or certified organic products, uh, organic clothing. I've taken hand-me-downs. I give, uh, I then hand down his clothes to his cousins. So I've, tr I've tried to really reduce his carbon footprint to make up for hours in the past. I've got an electric vehicle. Um, and sometimes I ride, I used to ride uh, my bike into work as well. And it's an uphill climb. So that was fun. Yeah. So those those are all changes I've tried to make. It's something we try to reiterate here at Tickle Tots is that it's those little changes. If we all make those small changes together, the impact that that makes on the environment is enormous. Absolutely. Using just one cloth nappy a day can make a massive difference on the environment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're right. No one person can pretend to do everything for, for the planet. That's impossible. So if we all do exactly as you say, small steps, we'll take small steps every single day, then we are doing a lot together. But I find that a lot of people just get, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say jaded, but a lot of people think that, oh, it's nothing. I mean, I won't contribute to anything. So they don't even try. And that saddens me because every little counts every little counts it really does and even for people that aren't that eco we just say well swap to a reusable water bottle and fill it up at the tap you don't yeah. need to be yeah, buying yeah. plastic water bottles from the shop all the time absolutely you're right well Mafalda, thank you so much for talking to us today and sharing all your hints and tips and your story as well it's been fantastic to have you here and for those of you that have enjoyed it it'd be great if you can follow Mafalda and um she will pronounce her handle because i can't but there will also be <laughs> links in the show notes as well for you <laughs> and my YouTube is easy because my YouTube is Echo Mommy, Fafa. So if you put in Echo Mommy, Echo Mommy, chances I will turn up. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been great having you here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And that is it for episode three. Thanks so much again to Mafalda for joining us today. And of course, to you guys for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you have enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as it just helps get this podcast out to more people and hopefully convert a few more people to try and cough nappies, which is what we're all about. Don't forget to follow us over on Facebook or Instagram. It's at tickle.tots. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.